Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Sapolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss mail carriers, robot dogs, and whipping the dip. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, look, we're back. Hello. We did it. We made it. It's, uh, it's sunny. The sun is shining. It's a balmy 43 degrees where I am. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Life, life moves. Life goes on. <laughs> uh, anyhow, what's going on? What's been happening? What have you been doing? Well, it's been uh, it's been quite a week. Um, it's vaccination week over at my house, so we're all yeah, very happy. That's exciting. I uh, I'm very eager to get the vaccine. I'm very eager for everyone to get the vaccine. I've been reading a lot about the science of the vaccine and its effectiveness, and it's like immediately showing, there's like, you can see the impact of even a small number of people getting this vaccination. Uh, so it's very exciting. And you know, we have Trump to thank for all of it, which is what's so <laughs> incredible. Uh, you know, they should really have called it the Trump vaccine, the more I think about it. Um, anyhow, remember him? That was fun. Who? That was a fun Who? time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, I know, I know, I've, I, I don't know that many people who are close to me who've, who've gotten it, but it's definitely like, you know, it turns out actually uh, a lot of people have have like comorbidities and stuff that are, you know, like it, it's I'm actually I guess what I'm it's funny because like there was this big controversy when people talk about this, the virus and they were like, well, it only really is bad if you've got these comorbidities or if you have this or you have that. And it's like, oh, actually, a lot of people. People you know, people you don't think about in that way. You're not like, oh, they're not sickly. They're not people like with they have stuff going on. Yeah. People who are like a little bit overweight, like there's all these things, people who have like a, a risk of heart disease, people who have high blood pressure, uh, you know, it's like stuff that is you wouldn't think is like that big of a deal. But when coupled with this very deadly virus, suddenly it's like, hey, uh, you know, like there's there it actually is worse than you think it is. And as a result, the, the vaccine is actually more is going to probably end up uh you know, filtering out to younger people and to other communities faster than you thought it would, which I think is ultimately a good thing. The reality now is like everybody just needs to get the vaccine. Just as soon as we can get everybody the vaccine, the better off we're all going to be. Um, anyhow, so that's good. I feel like, you know, vaguely, slightly, partially optimistic about um, the summer and the fall. Like, I feel like I can now start to look forward to, like we told Zelda that she'd have that because she has a February birthday, which obviously was like, you know, we could not have a party for. We told her she could have a summer birthday party. And I think by the time like the summer rolls around, we'll be able to comfortably like invite people at least for an outdoor thing, you know, and not be super stressed about, you know, having a group of people together. So I hope that's the case. I don't know if like it actually will be the case, but I've basically um, bet my entire parenting life on it. So I'm in big trouble. If it doesn't pan out, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to just see if we can go back to any type of normal. Um, well, there is, I mean, speaking of government 
government fingerings in breaking technology, we have two other new government pieces of tech that are mm. trending, if you will. Um, uh, USPS, the uh, American Postal Service, is yes. rolling out a new uh, mail carrier car, which is yeah, I don't, <laughs> people are giving people are giving this a lot of shit. I I I I think it's cute. I like it. I think it looks like, like a little duck, like a little cartoon like duck. You, it does. It does. <laughs> but have you seen? It's like have you seen? The old mail carrier trucks, like, <laughs> they weren't they're not, good. <laughs> they're not, it's not like we're going, it's not like wow, these used to be these sleek, beautiful sports cars, and now they look dumb. It's like, uh, these look no, like they, a, a vision of the future from the 70s, like, like yeah. people who lived in Florida and worked on Epcot. This is their idea of what a mail I truck would be in the future, and I love it. I think they're wonderful, and I think that, um, you know. Great visibility for the mail carrier. Absolutely. And, and much, much more to... like comfortable. It looks to be much more comfortable for their actual work experience. It's slightly larger as a bigger totally. back. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, big, big, big back. Everybody big. likes a nice, thick back. <laughs> thick. You definitely like a big ass on this car. Um, or truck or whatever we're calling it. I think, I think it's great. I like it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Um, you know, and I, and to anybody who's, who's hating on it, you know, I think you just are, uh, you have bad taste. That's my, that's my feeling. It was quote unquote built for maximum efficiency, which if anything in our postal service can claim maximum efficiency by any, like one with any qualifications, I'm happy that it's rolling out. Yeah. I mean, it, I look, I'm looking at it right now. I'm staring at it. I, I think this is a great – I mean, yeah, it's funny looking for sure. Like there's definitely something funny about how how dropped the front of the car is or truck yeah. or whatever we're calling it. But like I don't know. It's a purpose-built vehicle. I'm sure there are reasons. I'm not going to – you know. Nobody's walking around being like that school bus is the peak of design. <laughs> I'm not going to question the reasons, you know, but I am going to say that I support – I support it. I support it in whatever it wants to do and whatever it wants You're to You're an be. ally. I'm an ally of the USPS. What do, what is it called? Truck does journey. It have a name? <laughs> I don't know. It's a Tr mail carrier truck. I don't know. Like what? It is. what but yeah. Does it have a? Is there like a? Is there like a, a nickname? The for old it? DeJoy special. I don't know. Hold on. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there should be like a fun name that we call it, like the the Johnny. Or it the, looks like a doofy Pixar character. It looks like a Pixar truck. We should call it the Pixie. <laughs> the Pixie Pixie would be a good name for this truck. I think the people opinion. making it are Oshkosh. They're calling it Oshkosh? That's the name of their company, who, the people who make it. I defense contractor that. Oshkosh. <laughs> I like it as a defense contractor. Well, they're the only people in America staying in business. So They're the only people who could who could actually turn a profit at this point. Is, as long as we – yeah. Anyhow, I think, it's, I think it's great. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Uh, and, you know, I plan on uh, immediately getting a career uh, with the USPS so I can drive one of these. Well, you know? uh, is it electric? It's electric, right? It has electric drivetrain option. It, uh, oh, okay. There is an well, option. That's good. Okay. Uh, then I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about it at all. Yeah. In fact, I'm happy about it. Um, all right. What else? In less glamorous government technology news, their NYPD has a one of those robot dogs from Boston Dynamics uh, patrolling mm -hmm. the Bronx. So yeah. dystopia I mean, fully for, involved. One dog for the whole Bronx seems like not enough to me. But uh, yeah, I don't I, – I feel like – I do feel like we are um, – I think – I feel like the people who are making these decisions need to watch a few more like sci-fi movies and try to figure out how close their ideas are to dystopic sci-fi movies. Like – 
Uh, I think like or dystopic, depending on who, you, depending on what country you're from. I mean, I think like if you're if it feels like RoboCop, you may be doing it wrong. You know, like things didn't turn out too well. Actually, did they turn? I'm trying to think. How did they turn out in RoboCop? Did was RoboCop ultimately like a good idea? I think not. I think RoboCop <laughs> was ultimately a bad idea. Is my memory of the film? I think it is a I, great, you know, great movie. Even if the robot dogs don't create like a like a. A law enforcement hellscape where they're like have machine guns for heads and they stop you for jumping over subway turnstiles or whatever yeah um yeah it's probably not good that the nypd has such disposable funds that they can purchase an autonomous robot dog to do their jobs for them uh rather than you know feeding everyone in new york uh with poverty and homelessness and uh people uh you know going completely financially uh upside down during the COVID-19 pandemic that especially hit New York hard. It, and after the summer of Black Lives Matter protests, it's a little bold of the NYPD to be like, we spent a million dollars on a robot dog. Um, it's, yeah. it's, you know, we all make well, choices, listen, but like... They, they have a lot of money that they typically use to pay people for wrongful deaths and, uh, you know, murders and, <laughs> um, and other sorts of uh, uh, violence that they commit in the act of whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. But in this case, they've decided to deploy a little bit to a, to a robot dog, which I think is a nice change of pace, to be honest with you. I picture just some cops sitting around not, eating donuts and being pigs and just saying, like, you know, it would be fucking sick. Let's get a fucking robot dog, bro. Let's get a dog. I feel like I feel like um, most people get a dog and they get like, you know, a German Shepherd. Well, I, I feel like also there's a lot of um, I feel like like Boston Dynamics is really pushing it hard, like the utility of the spot dog, like they're really trying to make it a thing. Like I see sp the sp like spot is everywhere, like spots doing all kinds of shit. We did a story about how spots like you could use spot to do a painting and then, you know, spot was like he's he's a cop. And then there's like another spot thing. I forget what it was, but, you know, I mean. I feel like par partially this isn't even about a real idea. They're just like, we could show we're like into exploring the future if we put one of these dogs with like a camera on its head. And it's just like the look, it's just such a bad look. It's such a dumb, boring I just look. remember when Spot's original purpose was like to go into buildings and do bomb tests. You know what I mean? Or like Spot's yeah. original purpose was to... Um, was to uh, go into like burning places and pull out babies. And now they're like, Spot will bring you Dunkin' Donuts and also shoot your kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember when Spot existed just to be in videos of being kicked. <laughs> oh, that God, was that when, was the best. <laughs> and that was when I think that was like, I think that was like, um, uh, pre, I mean, pre Spot existence is like when they were trying to figure out how to make a Spot type of animal. Um, but our spot type of robot or whatever we're calling them, a danimal. But, yeah, I believe it's called a danimal. A d is that what they're calling? No, it, I'm just making now? fun of that yoga. A, ro brand. a roban, a robanimal. <laughs> uh, um, what were the the Legos called? Uh, uh, bionicle. <laughs> yeah, it's a bionicle. <laughs> They've made a bionicle, which I'm very excited about. But anyhow, so look, I mean, I I don't think I actually don't think. I think what's going to happen is it's an autonomous dog is not going to be an effective policing tool for lots of different reasons. I think, one, it's like, I think it'd be very easy to, like, sabotage the the dog. I'm not saying you should, but I think it would be very easy to. Apparently, and you like, just pull one little lever and the battery pops out. So. 
Yeah, apparently. But I mean, I think people will come up with even more. Like you just throw a sheet over it. What happens when you put a blanket over the dog and it can't see anything and doesn't know where it's going? Or just like, you know, push the dog over. Can the dog turn itself back upright? I guess it can. I would assume that would be one of the first things they worked on. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like. At the end of the day, the future of policing is not robotic dogs. I mean, it's weird that I have to ponder I can't this. imagine the future what? of a lot of things being robotic dogs. Like, well, I mean, <clears throat> pets, Hopefully maybe. not. Hopefully we still take care of dogs unless they all well, die. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, no. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, if you've watched the original five Planet of the Apes movies, which I have because they're all masterpieces, in... Um, I believe it's Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which is the fourth film. Actually, let me just check my math on this. Hold on a second. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Um, it is the fourth. Yes. Yeah. So in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, so they. So what's actually amazing about the Planet of the Apes films is that the first five is that they are a perfect loop. Now. I don't want to spoil the films for anybody. So if you haven't watched the first Planet of the Apes film starring Charlton Heston, I implore you to stop listening or to watch it and then come back to this podcast. Tony, you know what to do. But in at the end of – I hate to go into this, but I feel like I have to. At the end of the first Planet of the Apes film, uh, the, the astronaut played by Charlton Heston who crash lands on a distant planet discover, where apes can speak and men are mute and treated like animals – <clears throat> discovers that it's actually the distant future of Earth. That instead of <gasps> flying through what? space to another planet, he flew through time back and then crashed back on Earth. But the 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 stories that follow the original Planet of the Apes detail how the Earth ended up in the state that it was that it was in. And without giving away too many details, let me just say that in the fourth film. There, uh, we are see we see a future society in in the in the world where all pets have died because of some disease that's killed off cats and dogs, and for some reason, people have started to have um, apes as pets, and they also use them as helpers, which leads to a uprising of apes. Anyhow, so in a way, you know, let's hope that. We don't have some weird disease that kills off all of the pets on the planet because it could lead to a Planet of the Apes scenario, which I don't think any I don't think anybody wants. I remember watching the first few Planet of the Apes movies, but this is a reveal. Like I was joking before. Oh, I dude, obviously have seen no. the first one, but this oh, no, is no, a no. reveal. You need to watch. I, could I honestly not have expected. Honestly, I implore you. I really, and to every listener, I implore you, please get watch the first five Planet of the Apes films in a row. Like, it honestly will blow your fucking mind. In my opinion, it's one of the greatest. I know it's like schlock, like sci-fi stuff from the 60s and 70s. But it's truly one of the most insane, perfect arcs of films that has ever existed in the history of filmmaking. And I feel like it does not get credit for the absolutely outrageous, forward-thinking sci-fi ideas that it puts forth. And I really... And they actually do incorporate some of that stuff into the newer Planet of the Apes movies. But the original five are just like unbelievable. I mean, I, I would imagine. I don't. I think I probably watched the first five. 
I feel like I watched them with my friend. I had a friend who I, when I was like a teen and young adult, who I just went to his house and like smoked weed with him. And I, and I'm fairly certain that I originally watched the first five that tracks. high. <laughs> and so I probably would say you should do it high if you can. But I think also they hold, I've seen them sober, obviously. I've seen them many times. I obviously own the box set. Uh, and I, I think they hold up, you know, even if you watch them stone cold sober. So, you know, just a thought, just a little thought starter for you on this, uh, on this balmy, sunny winter afternoon. Have you, do you, have you watched the remakes? Yes, I have. Do you like them? Uh, I do think there, there's some redeeming qualities to some of the remakes. Uh, yeah. Oh, so Rise of the Planet of the Apes is, has a, a, I guess it's like they actually, it's like got a similar premise to the fourth uh, Planet of the Apes movie. Oh. Which they actually mention in the um, they mention in the uh, in the Wikipedia entry for it. Hmm. So yeah, I don't remember the details, but I do I do remember watching it, going like, oh, this is like kind of like Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, like this plot. Um, so anyhow, the point is, uh, it's a great series. Everyone should watch it, and uh, you'd be a fool not to uh enjoy it on on weed or a drug of your choosing well you know unless you're in the bronx because you don't want any robot unless, dogs unless tackling you're in the you. <laughs> you don't want to get shot to death by a dog for smoking a joint <laughs> uh what is the what is the series what is the uh war, oh right dawn of the planet of the apes and war for the planet of the apes i just Those tuned the- it all out from the very beginning i didn't watch any of the rebooty remake ones because i don't here's something i don't like um, and I don't know why. A lot of people have Uncanny Valley stuff with, like, you know, digital people. I don't really get that anymore because I've seen so many, like, neons or whatever. Um, but what I don't like is digital fur technology, a la mm-hmm. Cats movies. Mm-hmm. Fake animal well, fur think... creeps me out. It looks so fake. Well, I think they actually did a really good job in these movies. I haven't the watched it. I, never, actually... I don't know. So maybe they, it is. Uh, the effects are actually my recollection of these movies is that the uh, in the newer ones that the ape effects are really good and in fact what I what I remember a lot about certainly the first one of the remakes is that they're so good and so realistic that it's really hard to watch because the apes are not treated well for the most part and it's like watching animal abuse and it's like I'm not saying like you're not, not like selling it. or whatever <laughs> no but it is it is hard, it is kind of hard to watch I mean some people have more of a stomach for it than others I. I have a very low tolerance for seeing animals hurt or abused or mistreated in any way. So I think that, like, unlike the ones from the 70s, which are, you know, it's obviously people in costumes. So Mm -hmm. it's, you're not like, you're never like, these apes are so realistic that I believe I can imagine them really being abused by humans. It's like, um, the new ones are like, oh, like this just looks like a real animal that's in like this horrible situation. So, <laughs> anyhow, um, well, good for them rising and all of that. Good mm, for their dawn. It's, it's great for them. So, what else is going on? I mean, is there any other big news happening? Um, I feel like it's been a, kind of a slow week, which I'm not complaining about. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's been anything that uh, I feel like it will have world-ending consequences. Oh, looks, I, I jinxed it. It's going to happen today. Um, Apple is, what is making. It? What is it? Oh no, I was just joking. Um, Apple is oh, making oops. new. <laughs> it's like you never know these days. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to nuclear war. We're doing nuclear war with Russia tonight. <laughs> it turns out. Sorry, I know you had plans for the fall, but 
Where are you going to be in a bunk? <laughs> Where's my two thousand dollars? Um, you're going to be a mutant, <laughs> a, an atomic mutant. Unfortunately, Apple is making new iMacs in Easter colors. How do you feel yeah. about those? <laughs> I don't know. I I mean I get it because like now more than ever people are like you know I should just buy a desktop. Like where am I going? <laughs> um, I think it's fine and I don't care and who gives a shit? It's a fucking computer. They all do the same thing. I mean the, the here's the reality. It does the same thing as your laptop does, and it's fine, and it's great, and it works wonderfully, and it does all the stuff you need it to do, and it's, there's nothing special or interesting about it whatsoever. Um, the only thing that you should know about new Macs is that the level of uh, prompts you get to do stuff is like 10 times what a Mac was five years ago. Like prompts to allow you to install something, prompts to give a... Uh, uh, application access to your contacts, prompts to do. I mean, think about the, all the stuff you do on your phone, and now it's like your computer's just like that, and it's super duper fucking annoying. Um, oh, I want to install an application from Adobe. It's like, do I? Am I allowed to install it? The computer would like to ask me. Uh, the computer wants to know if I think it's okay to install the application that I've just said that I want to install. So, so that's all you need to know about new Macs, really. Um, and uh, I had to and, restart uh, into. Um somewhere that i could do terminal like uh some uh, i had to restart into recovery mode open terminal type in a command then restart again and then go into security settings and say uh, i would allow this to app to open and then i was allowed to run an app that i purposely downloaded and wanted to run i had to do that the other day that's very normal that's very normal <laughs> computing i i think but you know I what? Still beats the iPhone where you can't do anything you want to do. So I mean, I, I mean, more than anything, talking about it out loud made me just revisit this thought that I've had in my head for, you know, maybe five or six years, really, which is, um, you know, we're just due for some other way of thinking about how computers and phones operate. And, and I, I think a lot of people are like, it's going to be voice. It's going to be that. But I no. actually think. I mean, voice is part of obviously part of voice and AR and all this stuff is part of a future. But I do think that like we increasingly what we what we have not done in such a long time is just said, hold on, like how do these things work? Like folders and file names and desktops and and home screens and like drop down menus and and you know radio buttons versus checkbox and all this stuff that we've been doing this ui stuff we've been doing for the past you know 30 years or 40 years now i think we need to take a long hard look at it and just go like uh you know what is this the way a thing should work now or could we just start from scratch and end up with something much smarter and much better because what i feel what i feel more than anything a lot of the time and this is like from at a at a at, a, at the most basic level of like how this operating system works to the level of these apps were designed in this way for this operating system therefore they do these things that i think are really bad and wrong i feel like the fundamental way that we interact with our devices has not changed i mean obviously the iphone was the last big inflection point and even that inflection point was still just a really small tweak from where we've been for like 30 or 40 years. And I just wonder at what point we're going to be able to say, uh, you know, let's rethink this. Like, what are we doing here in this space? Like, what are these things that we're interacting with? Why do they work the way they work? Why do we think that folders still make sense? And do they make sense? And if they do, why aren't they, why aren't they better, easier, smarter to use? Like, We've just been doing a lot of piecemeal upgrading of these systems, and I feel like 
so when I hear about a new computer, I, I don't give a shit at all. What I'd like to see is a new operating system. And I don't mean like a Linux, uh, you know, a variation on Linux. I mean, that's, a, that's the underlying part of it. I mean, like the way that users interact with these, like, is there a better, different, newer, more fruitful way to engage with the devices we use? And I think the, I don't, I feel like nobody's even working on the, on the, on well, there's the, Google has their solving whole use that. It thing, right? Well, they have it, but I mean, where is it? I mean, what is it? Yeah. I mean, know? every time and, like, I've I think, seen I think, it, it just kind of looks like Android. <laughs> I think a lot of people have been like, well, it's. It's going to be, we're just going to, you know, the screen's going to go away and the devices are going to go away, go away and it's going to all be this ambient computing and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, I think that'll be part of it, but I don't think that's going to be it. And like when you do things, when I, I do things all day on my computer, I, I, there's not another way, another place I can do those things. You know, I can't like, I can't like, like you can't, there's just things you, you need the computer to do. It's not, the screen idea is not going to just disappear. Um, but I do think like, I just feel like I'm fighting with the systems all the time, you know? Like, I don't feel like I'm in concert. I think there was a point, I remember, when Mac, when the uh, when OS X had matured a little bit, I remember a point where I was using, I'm like, this feels like there's something really fluid about the way this system works, that they got right. They found some, like, some user interactions that felt really fluid and right. And then I feel like it's just, they've gone in the other direction. I think the iPhone had a point, maybe it's almost its earliest point where it had this really fluid sort of like, it, it didn't ask too much of you and it didn't also give you too much. And so it was like, it felt very... Yeah, but then you get mad about the limitations. It's like that back and well, forth. Well, no, of course. Of course. And then the limitations get addressed by people grafting in old ways of doing things. Like, like let's be clear the copy and paste methodology used on an iphone or an android device is not superior to to copy and paste on like a laptop it's or a inferior. desktop it's it's inferior like on many levels it's hard to like ground yourself in it it's hard to know what it is you're where the thing is that you're dealing with actually android has done something interesting where they now have a um they have a clipboard that kind of keeps all of your copy and paste for a while uh, I've been using it on my Galaxy S21, and it's 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 actually, it's it's an interesting you know tweak. But anyhow, the point is like so all this stuff is like when are we going to get to that next question, which is like, is this the best way or is there a better way? And I, you know, I'm curious. Like I just feel like we could. I I think everything that's been built up till now, and I mean including things like Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram, serve a very specific uh idea about the way interfaces are supposed to work and they're, and they're not good well in any event let's go on over to our interview with paul ford um because i think he's just arrived for it um and we'll be back in two seconds our guest today is a man who really needs no introduction but i will introduce him anyhow because uh contractually i'm obligated to do so based on a very lengthy document that was provided to me by the co-founder of Postlight, nerd and writer and friend, good friend, frankly, my best friend and the best friend of this podcast, Paul Ford. Paul, uh, thank you for, for joining us. I think we should, I'd like to pull the curtain back just for a second because the listener won't know, Tony, our one listener won't know this, but uh, we've spent uh, maybe about a half an hour. Uh, Paul is joining us using a Linux. Is it a desktop? Is it a laptop? 
Okay, good. All right, good. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're going there right away. Just getting right into you it. You don't want to talk about it? Yeah. Is it a, is no, it, no, a la- it's is it an Ubuntu? It's like a System seventy six Ubuntu laptop. It's so hard to get my disclosures right. Um, it's not <laughs> System seventy six. It is Ubuntu twenty point oh four Groovy Gorilla, and uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean the man. He, we've had many iterations of the beginning of this podcast. I, I, it's, I'm not going to blame. I'm not blaming. No, Linux, blame the Linux. Okay? <laughs> Sound on Linux has been, you know, one of those things. It's a, it's a more complicated relationship than I have, like with my own children. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't hear, you don't hear a lot of like, you don't hear like, you know, you don't, you don't see an interview with Diplo where they're like, how do you make your beats? And he's like, well. I fire up a uh, greedy gorilla Ubuntu twenty. What is it called? Groovy gorilla twenty point Groovy gorilla. I fire up Ubuntu Ubuntu twenty. Listen, Groovy gorilla, and I load I load this open source uh, DAW software, which is like hold on, let me just Google it. Hold on, Ardor, 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 Ardor. Good. Ardor. Ardor's good. It's, it's is that old. what you're using? It's like it kind of looks like a little bit of like a logic. I'm recording off. in Audacity now, which works great. Audacity, great people love podcasts, Audacity. Open source people love Audacity. All you need, yeah, exactly. All you need is is Audacity. You record your audio, send it to to Ryan and Josh, and the podcast get me gets made. It's wonderful. I'm I'm looking at Audacity now, and it's making me feel like very nostalgic for the not, for Mac OS nine on my on my mac lc or whatever the you know fuck, what's funny what is nine like. you know nine doesn't come in for as much love as it deserves because it's only around for about five minutes before steve jobs was like yeah no we're going to be next nine was the best nine was the the pinnacle of computing it'll never get better than that so look all that happened uh, is my mac the battery started to swell up and i went I, you know i couldn't find another mac that i wanted and so i bought a, a desktop linux machine for the pandemic that's it I'm curious. I'm, that's you got to have a project. Yeah, you have to have a pandemic project, and I wanted twenty and a Linux. Cores. I wanted some cores. I wanted to be able to compile quickly and process lots of PDFs. Yeah, it was a dark time in America, and I needed something special. Hey, yeah, of the bad choices people I know have made during the pandemic, switching to Linux is really I mean, that's not. Tame. It's a small. It's tame and stuff. it's understandable. I just, something, uh, and it was something I could control. Right, like, I think if if you look at it in <laughs> retrospect, that's how all good choices. Right. Yeah. I, will, I agree. It, it gives me a certain feeling. It's something I can control, and I, I know right. that I'm not using any proprietary software on my GNU slash Linux Ubuntu system. I think that's wonderful, and <laughs> I th- and I totally understand it. And uh, and uh, you know, you made you you've made your choice, and you've got to live with that choice. Anyhow, and America but, salutes. But America, all of America is currently salute you, but Paul. Let's get let's get hold on. Now it's been a long time since we've spoken to each yeah, other. It's true. been a long time since you've been on the podcast. Yes. Uh, a lot has happened. Yes. You know, there have been a lot of changes. We we've got a we have a new president. Yeah. Um you know, you can you can now order a monthly delivery of Nugs, the artificial chicken you nugget. Know, Nugs really you took a, they, that was a long slack conversation at, at Postlight yeah. where I work. And it, it it's Nugs. I tried to get Nugs through social media tweeting because people were like, could you use your platform for something good for once? And uh, uh, we didn't get the Nugs. They never, I think they eventually came. And it was like and people ate the Nugs. And that was that was about it. That's all, that's all I got on Nugs. But yeah. yeah. Well, we got some good Nugs story. and they're quite good. You're a uh, Nugs fan. Fun, fun fact about Nugs. The branding was done at least partially by Ryder Rips, who is a controversial designer 
New York and New York uh, mainstay. Controversial designer oh, who worked company? with Kanye. He had a company. Kanye West and now is getting married to Azalea Banks. Oh, um, wow. So, so that's a little – and she just recently he, – Didn't he just also redesign the CIA? Uh, that's a rumor. I don't think he actually did. But um, I would say that – uh, he's he involved okay in a lot focused. of controversy now. He was okay Focus. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, digital yes. marketing agency. Yeah. Classic stuff. And the OK Focus is actually who did – is it? Is that the actual company that did the branding? Probably, yeah. They had a great website. I think it is. I don't know if they still do. I haven't looked in a while. Well, anyhow, I saw the Nugs branding, and I was like, this is very good. This is unlike any other uh, artificial chicken nugget that I've seen before. I have had so many, and I own so many different kinds of artificial chicken nuggets yes. that are spelled like chicken or whatever. Yep. And uh, now I want to order some off the internet. So congratulations to them, because I definitely don't need them, and I want them. Yeah. You know, um, edgy branding definitely hits different in 2021. It, it's not it – used to be like, Wow. Wow, out there, and now it's like, uh oh, that's 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 all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um, this is going great. No, this is great stuff. I'm glad we're in a deep conversation yeah, about the Nuggets. Anyhow, so so besides that, I mean, you know, you've been hard at work. You have this wonderful company, Postlight. Uh, you're doing a lot of great stuff. You you apparently now work with uh, on a day to day basis. My good friend Michael Shane. I do. Michael's uh, great. Who, Michael's a who? Yeah, he's doing digital strategy for us. Michael Shane, who has been on the podcast several times, an interesting man, uh, classically trained clarinetist. I want to say clarinetist, cloudist, as I call yeah. it. Um, uh, played with the uh, I want to say Cincinnati Philharmonic. Mm -hmm. Uh, left his career to become um, like a, my assistant at The Verge, and uh, and the rest is history. No, it's definitely – I came <laughs> on this podcast to talk about Michael Shane. Definitely. Anyhow, but uh, fun guy. But now you're he works there with you. He does. He's great. He is uh, – Unbelievable. He Incredible. is in there helping us grow the company. Good good. And remind, the, good remind the listener – remind the listener what Postlight does again. Oh, you know, we are a – it depends on where you're coming from. I think to the to the audience for tomorrow, it's a web company. We build platforms, APIs. Like you know, we we do things like we power the screens. Our our content management tooling uh, and platform powers the screens that are all through the MTA system in New York City. Stuff like that. We did the redesign for Airmail uh, for their website. Um, mm. We mm -hmm. built a big content platform for Vice. We do stuff for banks, for not for profits. You know, all, all that sort of kind of lower level, not, you know, we were talking about cool design agencies. We, we like to think of ourselves as really good designers, but kind of down to the wire and for the, uh, for the, on the tech stuff. I'm, You're basically uh, building the future of the internet. I understand you don't want to overstate you know, I'm just, it. I'm here as, as a peer and a friend. But anyhow, beyond that, I just want to kind of level set here, Paul, because it's been so it long. Been I want, I want people to remind, to remind, I want to remind people that you're not just the co-founder of Dippers, um, yeah. that you have other, that you do other things in life. Dippers has but, had a so hard look, pandemic so, and we need to talk about our investment. It's not, we'll get to that. We're going to get to that, but I want to talk about, let's talk about the pandemic for a second. So, so, so tell me, give me your, like, I mean, you've been, we've been living through this. You're in New York. Uh -huh. So you've been in a, in, in a, in a, a hot zone, yeah. you know, I guess everywhere is a hot zone now. Um, how have you been managing, handling, dealing with, I mean, obviously we know Linux has been part of it, which I think is like, a great distraction from uh, the world. Uh, you have children. I do. I have nine-year-old. You kids. have you. 
you have a yes, you have a, a business. Tell me, give me a little bit about what this last year has been like for you. Give me a, like a picture of how you've been coping besides Linux. I want to hear because I don't. We haven't talked about this. Well, I want to know what you've been doing. I think just like everybody else, it's just like oh well. I wonder what the next week will bring. I mean, it's it's been really hard, and then also you just get this constant reminder of how bizarrely lucky you are if you are well and stable and financially secure. And so, like, it's been a lot of that. Like, it's has it been a parenting nightmare? Yes, absolutely. I've been the worst father I've ever been in my life. Has it been a management nightmare? Sure, of course. I've I've made a zillion mistakes, each one of which I'd love to discuss on this podcast for all of your listeners. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just, boy, do you learn the frailties. Um, you know what it has done? It pushed us to reorganize and restore. Okay, so family-wise... Woof, cognitive behavioral psychology. Just like, okay, I'm going to remain calm. <laughs> I'm going to talk to a shrink every week. I'm going to like, like, yeah. just, I'm sure every, you just crises. Therapy, therapy, big. Absolutely. I, I, I also started has uh, talking to somebody on a weekly basis, which I've not done pretty much ever and seems to be useful, turns out. Opposite, opposite. I've done less therapy, but I did say the other day out loud in earnest without like realizing what I was saying. You know, I really benefit from routine, like a dog. Yeah, or no, that's, so Ryan, that's that's who I got. I got a guy, an older guy who calls me on 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 Thursdays at two p.m. and it's just like, "Did you remain calm? Okay, <laughs> that's yeah." It's, we go from there. He's like, "I don't think he knows that I have children. I don't think he knows that I have an inner life. We've never. He's never seen me. He just gives me a routine of behaviors. He's like, well, when you're angry, that's because your expectations weren't met. So what I would say is you should adjust your expectations. <laughs> Lower your expectations. Over and, and over. You'll be, no. so, you'll be a lot less angry. So, you know, so on the personal side, right, like I'm sure everybody, every relationship gets to experience a couple crises. It's very, very hard on little kids and so on and so forth. And so, you know, taking it a day at a time. Again, like... Everybody I talk to about the experiences I've had is like, yup, like everybody's had yeah. absolutely yeah. stupid, horrible fights with their spouses every, yes. you know, over nothing. We had a, we, we yelled at each other about yelling, you know, just, you just right. stop yelling, you know, it's just like. I know, meta, my meta argument is great. I mean, there, this is a complete, it's a completely insane, I mean, not that we need to say this because everybody knows. I mean, it's like if you've been living it, uh, it's obviously a deranged moment to exist in. Uh, it seems like a social experiment designed by the Fox Network in like 2003. They're like, we took this large population of people and told them they couldn't leave their homes. No, it's like, it's Biodome, you know I mean? right? Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I, go, go. No, I was just, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, but what I end up doing a lot, and maybe you do this too, and maybe it's wrong to do, but I go, uh, well, if this is the worst thing that happens to us in our lifetime, which like so far it is for me. Like I don't – I mean there are horrible things that have happened. But when I think about like a global event that has caused enormous amounts of death and has forced us to live in a way that's totally unnatural yeah, the and, only, the and thing ultimately untenable. mass death is war. I, I don't, like, I, I'm being like – I know that sounds really reductive, but it's like 500,000 people died in America from this. The There were civic failures. There's cultural failure. There's personal failure. That falls out of it. The only thing that actually leads to worse outcomes for humans than this kind of illness is severe natural disaster and actual warfare, right? So we're in kind of the big three of, of chaos. We're in one of them. 
Right. Technically, we're in all three of them. If yeah, you want to yeah. It feels like, <laughs> but it's 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 you know it's like that's the but that to me is is the way that I kind of I try to make sense of it all, which is is saying you know this is horrible, but if this is the most horrible, at least that I can. I mean, it's not World War Two. No, you know, that's the not, thing. World War Two was in, you know there's a reason why we all get so into it. It was unbelievably bad. Yes, I mean, and it was it was uh, obviously there's de- there's huge death associated with what's happening right now. But like my experience and your experience and lo- and many many other people's experience, not everybody certainly, it's like you're kind of like well I'm but I'm just things aren't like I'm still normal. Like things are still like life is happening. Like I still go to work. Don't go in, but I'm still doing work, and I'm still that's like, for some of playing us, I video. Think, definitely. Well, no, that's for some. It is for some, but a lot. I think a surprising amount of people who are like, I still play video games, and I talk to my friends on Twitter, yeah. and I do all this dumb shit. That's like, ultimately, I still buy stuff online. I go, you know, I shop online. I mean, think of all the things you do. I read a book at night. Whatever it is, you're not in a situation where you're in like an actual burning building. You're like, nothing is normal here at all. It's the weirdest thing about this experience to me is that so much of it is so aggressively normal. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to cite black mirror, but it's like any great, you know, it's a twilight zone episode where you're living in this house and you're like, everything is normal. Then you walk outside and it's the, the world has been leveled. It's weirdly wholesome. You know, nuclear Holocaust. You're baking. Two things have happened and this is home. We should talk about work too, but like at home, you are, everything's gotten very wholesome and more traditional. So like my wife is out of work and she's doing more wife things than she ever did before. And I'm going to work and doing my work. And then we bake bread. And yeah. it's like, and then we're prematurely old. That's the other thing that's happening. Yeah. You're like, it's like, it's like, yeah, you're like homesteading. You're like on oh, the farm. You're just, you're mm, my, that is a scratch. tasty apple. 2 p.m. Apple time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, got a new ones from the farmer's market, huh? Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> ooh, I, I bought, I swear to God, I bought a device. It came to the house. It is a, uh, it's a 16 apple slicer. You push it down and then you flip a little thing and you push it a little more. 16 slices come off your apple. Thought about that more than I thought about my Linux. Oh, yeah. Desktop. Oh, no. So many new random things. You're like, you know, it would be convenient <sighs> to. Why am I sifting the flour by hand? Well, I said the other day. I was like, I used to fly to Paris and sleep with strange men. And the other day, I got very upset because they didn't have the specific kind of paint I wanted to correct a small line I made in my, new, in my bathroom door. And I had. I was like, my day's ruined. I don't know how I'm going to – I have to, like, reorganize all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I used to, like, go to Vegas. You know? I used yeah. to be yeah. like, no, gambling debt. year olds We're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I should put on a shirt and do my constitutional. <laughs> no, I was like I, – I, I, we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago about how the dinner – the conversation about dinner has become – like we're like we're so fucking sick of talking about dinner as it, like there's nothing else to no, talk about the for morning. the day. It's like, like it what does. do we do? It's like what are we gonna do? We get to order? Are oh, we gonna yeah, make yeah, a yeah. blue apron? Is uh-huh. it should we? You know, let's make pasta from scratch. Like which which Laura did the other day. And it was delicious. Oh, and but no, like and then you've got like the uh, <laughs> the 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 every three to four week shop now. So you're you're sort of planning. Yeah. Like, well, I don't want to go yeah. into town again. That's gonna take <laughs> yeah. Long no, you're like you're right. It's like. 
it's like you live out. It's like you're like, well, well, they couldn't get flour go. at the old market this week, so we'll right, right. my it's old like... horse Sal has a lame leg. I don't want to go. Eat if a... you didn't get it, if you come back with it, you miss something. You're like, I mean, oh, it's gotten better now. You're like, you know, and then there, I remember yeah, moments. Like, I gotta go back into early it. moments where my wife is like, they were out of Diet Coke, and I'm like, were they? Were they? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or did you just not look? And now enough? I'm like, no, no I, worries, honey. We'll make our own diet coke. <laughs> I remember. I remember the first. <laughs> I remember the first time I came back from the grocery store, and I was like, I was like near panic attack. Like it was. I don't remember what where we were in the stage of this thing, but it was like I was like, you don't under. I was like, Laura, you don't understand how fucking uncomfortable it was and weird and upsetting and like. Uh, everybody was just like in, just freaked out, and it, I, I like, I was like, I was like, I need a drink. You know, it was like two in the afternoon. No, I, I didn't run to weird. the grocery you, store for something. The, entering those scenarios is so surreal, and so I mean, you're just constantly taking like, well, who will care for my children if I die? Well, I guess I will go get some bazzini nuts at the store. Like it, it, that's <laughs> that's where your brain is at. But it's funny because, yeah. as you said, World War Two, it's. It it's a story that I think we're more biologically able to understand, which is like the bad thing contains a bad team bad and man. also yeah Very malice. Bad man. It's not like incompetence, which like fuck Trump. Obviously, there are people with malice in the world, but for the most part, the problems day to day are unpreparedness and incompetence. And it's like you can't you could can just like shake your fist at the sky. There's not like a lot you can do. Oh no no, and this actually and in fact all the things that um you know, that people typically prep for. Instead, it was like, you need to stay inside and have empathy. (laughs) Like, it was like, literally, you know, Big Bird is telling you how to deal with this crisis. And... And, and that was the optimal strategy. And then people were like, well, he said mass, but then no mass. Right. And you're just like, well, I just, just tell me, just tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Just anybody, just anybody. Well, it does really feel, I mean, there is a feeling of like, Nobody really knows shit, and there's a lot. I mean, yes, people know things, and obviously, scientists and doctors should be listened to, and they have been right. Humans, pretty can. much. Humans but there are was not a... designed to deal with processes from other disciplines, right? Like it's yeah. You see it when technology talks about journalism. They're like, well, obviously, from first principles, you should. And you're like, oh, you think you just put words in a box in a CMS? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. Of course you would. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> right. The um and, and it so I, that. So we don't understand epidemiology. Like there's a whole – people have written PhDs on like how to do good epidemiology. And we're like, I need answers. <laughs> yeah. No, I think but also we had a – I mean, remember – I mean, not that this should just be a trip down memory lane. But like recall that there was a, a point at the beginning when it was like mass – you don't need them. They don't do anything. They're just actually worse for you. They're more dangerous if you wear a mask. Just make sure you use a lot of hand sanitizer. Yeah. There was – we forget the period where it was all about hand sanitizer and, like, uh, not cleaning and not at all really about masks. There was this – you know, it might have been a month or two. I don't remember how long it was because time you know what I hate? has been stretched I, out like a piece of bubble I gum. I can't do it with Twitter but, anymore because everybody gets that signal and then they yell at everybody about it. Like, you're going to wash your hands and masks are stupid. And you're like, oh, oh. You're, if you wear sweaters, you're a monster because sweaters are made from human hair. And you're like, what the hell? What? Where? And then <laughs> What sweater? Exactly. I don't even know. Yeah. Which whose sweater? Am I wearing a yeah. sweater? It doesn't matter. It's just like – it's just this like people just – 
piggyback onto whatever science they think the newspaper told them, and then they become the enforcers of truth. In- well, what gets me beyond that is even the people who, who the people who are doing the opposite is what gets me. The people who are like, actually, tongue kissing is perfectly safe because there's this study that came out of Romania that says the other, and then they go <laughs> oh, around yeah. yelling at people who are like, who are saying like, don't go to an orgy, it's a pandemic, and they're it's the open the movie theaters people from a couple weeks ago, which no, is just like, no, that's right, that's right. You can have sex as long as it's outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, can yeah. you all just shut the fuck up? Like the rules are not <laughs> like the broad strokes rules that we have come to are not uh, of things in the world. Not that difficult. It's not childbirth to not go to the movie theaters and an orgy afterwards. It's also just like you know the 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 utter need to lionize and heroize anyone whose head appears on television. So it's like, oh, yeah. Doctor Fauci. Oh, he's Jesus. Well, actually, during in the past, he's been imperfect. Oh no, what a hell with him. It's like. Okay. I know Cuomo's either like either like a sociopathic serial killer or greatest leader of all time in New York, and it's like actually I think he's just like a mega maniacal asshole who's a little bit in over his head, but is more competent than the worst person in the world. No, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. until some more news comes out, but <laughs> yeah, we're we're all just riding that wave, right? And it's just you just are looking at the talking faces, going like, is that the one who saves us, or is that the monster? And you can't. You, it seems like the brain, after a few months in pandemic, never particularly good at making that differentiation, can no longer tell. Like, it's just like, okay, it's talking again. You know, and, and it's bad. <laughs> it's awful. Like, so I, I think, yeah. and everybody, I think, and then everybody immediately gets into this zone where they're like, well, I'm above that. I'm a rational person. I, I read yeah. science. I'm a, I, have, I, I would subscribe to The Atlantic if their sign-up form worked. And, uh... <laughs> uh, I'm so tired of the Atlantic. And no, it's no offense to the Atlantic; they do great work. Do but they? I'm so tired of life. Do they, they do a lot of transphobic uh, I, work. I'm just. I'm just that really, is a well, they did. We're gonna have to. All I don't know. Out I don't know how much they've done recently. Didn't they fire Jesse Singler? Uh, Has he been like? They, uh, they, uh, they tend. To, Are there other people there doing there, it? There's I don't... a whole infrastructure there, and they tend to re-promote old work with like some shocking, <laughs> shocking timing. Very strange, but I found myself uh, very annoyed by, and, and I think there are people at the Atlantic. That's not a diss, not to try to diss them, but like, and your point's very well taken. But like, the uh, just the appearance of a Atlantic article about like, actually, here's why you shouldn't be washing your hair or whatever it is, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't, the the I don't want to fucking read it, even if it's the most important information <laughs> I'm going to get about about coronavirus and my and keeping myself and my family safe. I just am so it's like dinner. It's like how many times can I talk about it before and I do think like at some point I mean what we saw like towards the end of last year was really a lot of people just going you know what? I don't even care. Like, just I'll just let me well, die. Well, there's got to be a line, me, right? And <laughs> I want a breaking update about like, hey, it, the vaccine is working at 90% efficiency. You're like, amazing. That's great. That's a big news. But treated with the same level of, of fervor, both on Twitter and on cable news, is like, scientists have shown in one small study that if you take zinc and vitamin D and probiotics in the morning, you can cut your cough during COVID infection by 2%. And you're like, Okay, I'm not gonna do that. So like, yeah, cool. Our little, our little brains can't do this much longer. No, our, we're, our, we're we're done. Like we're we, you know, just, just listening to you guys talking. I'm thinking of all the conversations. Like we're just under and overstimulated in a way that we weren't designed. Like you know, you know how they say. Well, 
uh, you see more information in one day than a person in the 1600s all in their lifetime. And it's like, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we just see, we probably get about the same amount. It's just been repeated to us 60,000 times a day. It's just been, it's just been formatted in several, into several different yeah, blog that's exactly styles. Right. They, the information overload is real though. I think I do on, on that point, believe that, uh, there was something I know that I know that it was problematic and, and will be problematic to talk about to say, well, it was great when there were only like three newspapers and a handful of magazines and the nightly news, uh, because at the very least, there was both time to at least for some of these people who were professionals and did this as a profession to like share information, to make sense of a story, but also the amount of redirection and misinformation that you could even possibly get was highly limited. Well, yeah, what, a mean, gift, like, you, what a you, gift a hundred million viewers for your cable network is because then you can be very high-minded and ethical. It's tough if you're a really small website and like the clicks turn on as you make less sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that's the, thing, I mean, the incentives. I don't think it's just, yeah, the go incentives ahead. Incentives in the media industry are so weirdly twisted, right? Like it's just, I mean, we're going to solve it here on the podcast, and so let's. We're going to solve it with crypt. It's going to be. It's going to be know, a little it, bit of crypto, <laughs> uh, a little bit of a little bit of subscriptions, a little bit of. Um, it's also a not for profit. Thousand, it's a not for profit. A thousand. Oh, and good not news, for profit. It, it has a billionaire funding it. Yeah, it's just going to. And say. a little bit of a little bit of patronage, yeah. and then we got it. Everything we got it that's bad. I have really good news. Everything that's bad about the media, or everything that's bad about the world that person does at their day job but they're funding this out of the public yeah, interest that's right uh there that's a that is the perfect the perfect circle that's, that me, that's, that's where i live i think and, you we're all like at this point at this stage of my career i just live in the middle of that that is my job i'm at the, I'm at the intersection of, of absolute destruction and creation and total meltdown <laughs> that is where i'm at yeah but I do Thanks, think but, 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 it's, but it is true. It is true that, like, it's hard to argue now that, well, I mean, it would be impossible to argue that we do not have more misinformation and competing theories well, about what is we, going on the in the world than we've ever right? had. Like if you actually read, it, look, pick up a paper, read it every day, like a relatively middle-of-the-road paper or even one with a little bit of bias, and you're in a pretty good place. It's the, like, eyeballs open, here we go. And then, you know, everybody's arguing about this, so it's the most important thing in the world. What's wild is post-Trump, I'm seeing people argue about things that they used to argue about, like, you know, interpretations of critical theory. And uh, it just feels yeah. very surreal. It's like, oh, my God, we've gone back to the old. It's the same level of outrage, actually. What's wild. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's... Well, I mean, yes. I mean, there's just so much more to be outraged about, yes. though. And so many so many new ways to be outraged. I, I, I do. And I don't want to get into, like, this, like, uh, you know, reductive uh, Luddite view of social media and the Internet. I do. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before. Maybe not. I don't. I don't. Paul, I don't know where you stand on it. But you know, I was a person who spent my a big part of my youth and certainly my teenage and young adult years telling everybody about the internet uh -huh. and going, "This is going to change everything. This is going to be the ultimate 
like Equalizer. This is going to create so many new opportunities. We're going to be able to do things you can only dream of right now. Thanks to the internet. I was like so all in. I mean, I remember arguing with my dad when I was like 14 about I had like, you know, I had, you know, been on some local ISP for a couple of years, you know, talking to people in Perth, Australia at four in the morning. And I was like, this is the future of communication. My dad was like, it's a CB radio. And I was like, it's totally different than CB radio. And I was right. Um, I remember when Oprah like, opened her school in Africa when I was in middle school. And I thought, what a waste of money. Just get them computers. The internet will have all information you'll ever need. <laughs> yes. 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 And now the I'm world like, to thank God they opened some schools. <laughs> you know, but like, but that, but, but I've gone 180 degrees I'm like, why did we build the internet? <laughs> this was a mistake. We have destroyed humanity. We've destroyed society. We've destroyed our children. And there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. And and yet, like somewhere deep down underneath, way at the bottom of, of the cesspool that I currently uh, exist in, is the feeling that uh, it's the internet still could be great. First, but first I've like lost. All, you know. List of list pages on Wikipedia, right? That's the like the one good thing that when God decides to, to destroy this thing, we're going to be able to hold that up. Be like, look, it's a list of lists of subcultures or it's a list of, yes. lists of minerals. And, and he's going to go, all right, I shouldn't destroy the whole thing. Second of all, <laughs> you got to really accept in your heart that what social media did is it's not that it's not that social media or the internet needs to be destroyed. Destroyed. It's really, really obvious that humanity needs to be destroyed. Well, yeah. I think there's no there's no question that that's the yeah. the answer, the right answer, and one that you, you know can't I, put I think this back into the box unless you get rid of all the people. And I really think that like that's something Facebook is working very hard on. Uh, based on their based on their based on their relationships with genocide uh i feel like i feel like they're actually one of the one of the one of the biggest and best voices that is pro uh, uh, pro elimination of humanity disclose they've been uh, indirectly a client in the past like not 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 okay it's dirty nasty nasty stuff yeah we should just transition on to Dippers. Should we? I don't want to do just – I want to – I like the conversation we're having. I think Dippers has to happen organically. My big fear with Dippers is there's so much hype on Dippers, Paul. You know, the Dippers fans are so they, – they go so hard and they roll so deep that – Well, first of all, you know, there are people out there – I know this seems impossible who may know now that know what Dippers is as a chain concept restaurant. You should tell – You them. want me to explain the concept of Dippers? You, just, it's weird because you make it you make it sound dippers. like it's not a well established and well known. Uh, uh, no, brand. I know, I do. I know. Uh, I dippers do. is, of course, uh, a chain of uh, casual restaurants uh, that feature an enormous amount of dipping options uh, for your dippers with, dippers a, with Z. a Z. Yeah, you guys remember it. Everybody remembers it from the uh, there. Whip, are, the, whip dip. the dip was our was campaign. of course our most famous uh, advertising campaign. Won several uh, advertising awards. Uh, jingle of the year. Um, but but whip the dip of course was illustrating our uh, patent patented um, circular dip tower where you could you could spin yeah, it with, as a multi level uh, sort of like if you've ever seen the uh, uh, David Lynch's Dune. Uh, Paul Atreides fights a robot at one point that has uh, multiple rotating pieces that shoot out kind of little uh, stabbing devices, and one thing is a flamethrower, and there may be like a projectile. Anyhow, the dip tower wasn't exactly like that, but it did have multiple rotating elements. And 
No, just same, same kind of ethos. I mean, the thing that breaks my heart about dippers is here we were, we had the the whole, uh, the hot honey sauce dip yeah. coming out with the with the vegan tofu yeah. crunchers. And yeah. the well, we we had brought the brand. I think we should say, Paul, we had brought the brand back from uh, the brink of of destruction and uh, bankruptcy, and we were. Well, it was weird. I mean, because I remember when they sold it to the aluminum holding yes. company out of, a out of huge, uh, China. That was that a was mistake. Weird. Shenzhen that... Holding Limited, I believe. Holdings Limited is what you're thinking of. Yeah. We should not have cut the deal with Corona, the beer, uh, the week that the virus began to spread in America. But we made a lot of mistakes as uh, upper management of a, of a large restaurant chain. You know, here's the thing. I, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. The, the, the selling point, the attraction... The, and the love was always about the dips. Don't forget, we were doing at-home dippers, which I think actually, had we not become insolvent right at the beginning of the pandemic, the at-home dippers, which is all aluminum-based, right? It's essentially, uh, you can unfold a dipping tower at home and then fill it with the dips of your choice. Obviously, you would you would select one of the 72 dippers available in major supermarkets. Yeah, no, no. Well, we got Saatchi to put together the Dip the Kids campaign. That was wonderful. Oh, those kids got the dust coating on their lungs. You know, we've made... The marketing was never perfect, but the point is and this is what we really are here to talk about is that in 2021 america's coming back america is open america is going to be open for business and and i think and paul i don't know if you want to take this journey with me but i think it's time to reboot the dippers brand for the 21st century i'm gonna tell you crypto crypto backed dipping sauces billy eilish campaign no that's exactly billy eilish spokesperson Billy Eilish will be personally, physically dipped into every sauce, and then it's, and then it's she'll bright go on. green like that we're ketchup do, in the nineties. We're gonna do a collabo with uh, hot ones, but it's cool ones, and it's all of our coolest, most the dipping sauces that actually cool you down following something spicy. It's so exciting! America is ready to put its thumb and index finger together, yes. wrapped around yes. a deeply. Whether your nugget. pinky's up in the air or down, tucked under your the rest of your your fingers, you're dipping. So I got to talk to you, and this is a little bit of inside business, but um, we are not having a lot of luck. Uh, so the the campaign came back, and they're like, "Look, we want to call it the Croc yeah. Chain." Croc Chain. The... I think that's brilliant. Although uh, Crocs, Crocs not really that on brand for dippers, considering the size. You know, that's the thing. They want to have like a little hot little yeah. Croc that's powered by a CPU mm. that's simultaneously hot, yeah. mining your yep. dipper coins. Yes, dip coins. And then, yeah. yeah so I, like you're actually, you might at the table while you're dipping into the fondue pot style little Croc that is heating let me, your cheese. Let me, let me put you, t- might, you might hear a ding and get... A crock coin. Uh, let me. Let me. I mean, I think. Right I think motivating the dipper monetarily is huge. But I want to say something. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something. I want to get your just unvarnished take on it. Okay. 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 Micro crock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you okay, know what I'm that's saying? That's so a, like, an, like a one a one dip. Yeah. A micro crock. A micro crock where you just put micro you get like one crock chain. Protein, micro crock chain one deeply fried protein yeah. nugget air fried actually in the new with the yeah. new branding stuff and then you just put it you put it one now the thing is you you kind of can you get a full dip or is it a half dip crock i mean the micro dip is a single dip it's it's a it's, it's a, a half, single half it's a half, half it, i that. consider a dip to be half of the item 
If more yeah, than half no, of the item is, that's, is a... that's actually become a garnish, you're, then you're dressing. Dip. Yeah, you're, it's a it's dressed. No, that's it's right. Dressed or garnish. We do not do. Take it. It's take it to dressings, dressings with a Z. Exactly. Take it to garnishes with yeah, a Z. That's right. They're that's bullshit. Uh, anyhow, but look, here's the thing. But the reality of it is this: Dippers has been through some hard times, like all of uh, the world has. Uh, our business is uh, absolutely insolvent and in a state where you know we don't know if it's ever going to come back. And the, the yeah, we're not just fast casual about we're we're fast casual about our. Business. I, I will <laughs> say the one bright spot, and I think we should all recognize that Kevin in marketing came up with this was the party trough, which is yeah. all the dips in a, just a bucket you can pick up. You just yeah. you book it online, well, we've been, and then you, you know pick honestly, it up. Kevin. I mean, you give Kevin credit for it, but. It was a long-standing discussion at Dipper's head HQ that could we – what would it be like if you mixed every one of the dips? And it and ends so, up it's black. I mean, it's a black tar-like substance. It, yeah, it's – the color surprising, and I wouldn't say – I don't know that the, the – I don't the test dippers weren't ready for it, but – God, it is delicious. So yeah. when you taste the hot uh, honey tofu meat mix yeah. with the uh, – with the, with the Ranch. Sort of ranch the cherry ranch. Cherry yeah. ranch, yeah. I for I don't know why we made it blue. <laughs> That's mine. it. That's God, the stuff. it is. It's just you know because it's like you know they say taste explosion, but then you realize like I I guess I have because it's so incredibly laden oh. with chemicals, which is another thing that we just we leaned into and I'm more like I think of it as a taste um, implosion in that it well because you could feel it. It's like yeah, you taste all the way it and all the way down. And you taste it and then out. The side of your out. mouth, yeah, you taste it in yeah. your esophagus. You actually continue to taste yeah. it in your stomach, and then the nerve endings in yeah. your hands start to it's, taste. It's the a dips. it's a three sixty. The world's first fully artificial food. Just every part of it has been made in a lab. It's so it's great. Good. Anyhow, you know what? Look, this fall, Dippers is is no, back. No, yeah, go, Dippers go. is back. Dippers whip whip, whip the dip. dip. You'll whip the dip again, and this time, oh, and this time, so good. the dip will be largely virus free. And I think that's what And we can point. finally retire those ads where people were FaceTiming with each other and just going whip whip. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. grateful. So grateful to Jeff Bezos for for seeing this as the not for profit opportunity. This is the this is the partnering with was the Washington Post that's right. as the, the, the I, it should one. be that's right. It should not be left unsaid that the Washington Post is not only a partner in Dippers but we'll be writing a series of feature stories about the rebirth of Dippers, uh, and good the Dippers native content strategy. I mean, we were we said, what if Dippers... what if democracy dies without dip? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Democracy dies. That with was dips. A, that was it. Was they come up in the newsroom? You know, right before Marty Baron announced his resignation. I just Marty, call him Marty. Uh, he yeah. he. W I've never seen a guy so gung ho about pursuing the Dipper story, uh, and and he he wanted to really break this open, and we're like, what's there to yeah. break open except for the doors to <laughs> Dippers during the President's Day Dip That's celebration? Right. That's right. And I think it should be said that if we're working on it, it's not finalized yet, but we think we can get a Biden, uh, a Hunter Biden appearance at the the Dippers launch party, which I think is going to be huge. Yeah, no, his rates have yeah. gone up. He's he's about one hundred eighty thousand dollars. One hundred eighty. Anyway, all right, enough about dippers, okay? Enough about dippers. <laughs> I mean, it's true. People have been clamoring for it, and and they want it, and they want it bad. Let me ask you a question on the topic of food, since we're on it. Mm. I have I mm. have made I have we've talked about dinner before. Do you find that there's any weird food habits that you've developed or that you've retreated to 
in the in the pandemic. Um, I have a few, but I'm I'm curious if has anything. Do you feel like you've done something? You're like I'm. My life sucks now, so I'm going to do this one thing that I know I should or eat this one thing or like I'm going to do this weird thing I used to do when I was a teen. Oh, there's a whole new set of folkways around food in a pandemic. First of all, everybody has like a, a secret candy mm -hmm. stash. We have so much candy here. I never even eat candy yeah. and we have no. I we have candy. Well, we have a, a child, so you end up with a little bit more candy because your know, kids go crazy for candy. No, and then you have to hide the candy from the yeah. kids. And it's just like a whole thing. No, I, I I found, you know, I was looking through and I found my wife's candy stash. And it, there's this moment where you're like, I'm going to let you just have this. I think it's like finding your, your teenage son's mm. pornography. Wow. Like, you know what? Oh, really? You're not going to call a family Why? meeting like my dad did to discuss the cutout of Justin Timberlake I kept in my desk? <laughs> wow. Did he actually call a family meeting? This is a much better story <laughs> than these candy you Could you actually talk about this? Did he in, in, bring people into the living room or something? I ripped out a picture it? of Justin Timberlake from the newspaper. Not that it was fully processed that I knew what I was doing. I was just like, I really like this picture how, and I need to have it. How old were like you? Like nine, ten. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't. I just kid. put it in my desk no. and then I would take it out occasionally and be like, I like this picture. But I didn't know why. So my dad found it and called the family meeting. He said, why did why do you have this? And oh. I said, I really like the picture. And he was oh. like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I like Justin Timberlake. And then we never really came to a resolution. Ah, that's not a family meeting topic. Also, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a nine-year-old doesn't need to have that conversation. No, I don't want to tell your dad how to parent. I mean, you seem like you turned out okay. Oh, it was a big mess. Uh, I don't think anyone but, walked away from that whole situation proud of themselves. I just feel like if your kid is, if you, unless it's like a picture of like, you know, an autopsy or something. I don't I think they be, think they handled too. it well. I think that they had seen a lot of 80s sitcoms and they were like, the way that families deal with things is they get in a room and they just talk. And no. that's not true, actually. In that's fact, definitely, in my experience, that's, that's absolutely not true. Now, luckily, my parent, my family talked about everything but nothing at the same time. So there was never there was never a breath of air allowed for even a serious conversation about anything. See, so. we talked about other people's serious issues and we would weigh in on their morality oh, or whatever but then when it came to us it was all hush hush we ignored anything that happened yeah, that sounds like a good mixture I have, I have nine-year-old twins and by a transitive property it means that my children are going to be incredibly sexually attracted to really blocky 3d minecraft <laughs> oh, yes like that. oh yes minecraft Whoa. your kids are playing minecraft <laughs> zelda oh, started God. playing we had the yeah, we, we had to cut it down to so you know the wild thing is you give them an hour an absolute mind. Children loss. do not Just children do scream. not know what time is. They have this is a huge no, problem happening here is that children have no concept of time. Twenty minutes of Minecraft and we could get them off of it. And they'd be like, oh, I was fun, I had a good experience. And uh <sighs> Yeah, I know. That's I mean that's that's the pictures that I'm finding in the desk. You know. It's I wish my son was into Justin Timberlake. Well, not now. Not, not now, now, Justin Timberlake. Forget but at it. the time, it was all action no. figures and bye 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 and whatever bullshit. Yeah, no, he was, was adorable. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he did. Still don't understand that what that hair that's was. His on hair. That's that was well, his hair. We, we were doing a lot of weird science towards the end of the nineties, and I think that's the hair that he. Are you talking about Justin yeah. Timberlake's hair when he was in NSYNC? Is that that ramen noodle hair. Yeah, it was like it was like real tight yeah. curls, but like like a color that doesn't appear in nature. 
they don't move. Well, and also just like you know, what's weird is the imagery, like all the because everyone was just trying to understand Photoshop. <laughs> still, the, everything got saturated, like in a really specific mm -hmm. '90s way. But then the people also appear to have saturated themselves, maybe in like reflection mm. of that. So it's like, yes, I mean, you know, like you look at the Spice Girls makeup, and it's not that it's even artfully applied. There's just a lot of it. There's like blue yeah, eyeshadow right. up to the eyebrow. That's right. And it was very, like, it almost feels like they were trying to look like badly saturated shot from a ladder 90s. Like, everybody's eyes started to get bigger and they'd hold them open more. Cause yeah, it was like David LaChapelle and, like, what was that shoe brand? Steve Madden. Really, oh, Steve like, Madden. Yeah. had that impact. Turns out all of it was bad. Guys, I. Turns out I'm glad. I hate to break up this conversation <laughs> yeah. about Justin Timberlake, but there's breaking news right now. Oh, God. Twitter reveals super follow. Paid subscriptions to oh this is the to Amic what media. what is it I don't know what it's four ninety nine a month what is it is it supposed to be like Patreon uh, yeah okay hold on you're gonna hear a you're gonna hear my DOS keyboard uh, at work uh, super super follow, follow. <laughs> what is it what is super follow I don't think it's gonna be as good as Super Nintendo they're, honestly their uh, presentation I don't want to I don't want to be this guy but their presentation font kind of looks like input. I like hold yeah, on. It it, like this they're using like a ton of in, really inputty. This looks like our website. Interesting. Oh my God. It does a little bit. It will use it will allow users. I'm reading from 9to5mac.com which you know this is my homepage. It will allow users <laughs> to get exclusive content, deals and community access to create ah. for 4.99. Oh so it's 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 up it's an upgrade on that like newsletter thing I'm a jig where you okay. get like so, Substack yeah, yeah, no, no, but they have their own. I can't remember. It starts so Twitter, R, so like just to be clear, Twitter ha now encompasses Substack, uh, a Patreon, Patreon Clubhouse, Clubhouse uh, Instagram, Instagram stories, stories Snapchat. And, and Snapchat. <laughs> you know what's wild is not one feature <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> not one feature, not one. And then, and then it's like we're going like, to double if all, the What if we tweets. did all the features? That's right. They're, that's right. Four yeah. years ago, they're like 280. And people were like, and everybody was wow. like, this is it. Wow. I can, wow, Jack Dorsey just, you know, literally laser beam his face. I can finally the speak my mind on 280 characters. But now, now they're a full, now they're a full service provider of things that nobody wants. Um, everything is just a repackaging of Twitter well, moments. It's just like, we're all discussing Ross and Rachel. Oh, it is. Oh, and those the fleets are bad. I gotta give it to uh, but nine to five Ma Mac just drops a German tweet into the middle of the story, so it's like the super blah, 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 and it's like Twitter arbeitet on einer super follow function mit der platform. Here sind der ersten screenshots. A... And you're just like that is a bold move to just be like here is some German in the middle of our story. Good, good job. I mean, why not? Hey, listen, maybe they've got a large, very large German audience that you're not aware of but that I'm but it raises the question i need by the way sorry i need to stop seeing the sheep in my feeds i need to stop seeing the sheep with too much fucking fur or whatever please stop tweeting <sighs> pictures of the sheep it's making me it's, called it's making wool. me physically uncomfortable to see the sheep i want <laughs> you to stop it i'd like to have a filter that's built well that's what twitter to, is now a variety of different to, rooms in which you have to interact i with need the to sheep. go into the code and comment out the sheep picture forever is what i need to do but anyhow the remember you know what's so incredible about Twitter is they bought a company called Vine and Vine yeah. Vine Vine was TikTok 
to be very clear, what TikTok is... No, to be very clear, TikTok is Vine. <laughs> no, I'm saying what TikTok is today that we see was what Vine was. And Twitter was like, they have such a lack of vision and understanding of their communities. They were like, you know, let's shut it down. Let's buy it and shut it down and not even do anything with the technology whatsoever. It's insane to me, a company a company with such low vision. You realize that Twitter is in so many ways like like the, the Twitter thing is so much like faith, the Facebook thing, which is like this one good idea that they've played out to its like logical, horrible conclusion. And now it's like Yeah, but you can you can pin tweets. You can pin stuff. tweet. The yeah, only thing the, the only thing like Facebook, <laughs> the only thing Facebook can really do is to keep like trying to steal ideas from other successful things or buy them outright. To continue, it's like I'm going to tell you, Josh. I don't want. We have to top, stop talking about these social media companies and focus on what yes. really matters, which is decentralized uh, finance on the Doge chain. Okay, I want to <laughs> DeFi. Yes, okay. Dogecoin, one of the many uh, valueless items that we now ascribe value to, just joining the ranks, the great ranks of the almighty dollar and diamonds. Except, except the dollar could end up as an object like gold and diamonds are physical and the and the coin the bitcoins are simply a use of energy that creates a token that lives somewhere and i am i am concerned Josh, we, we gotta we our industry needs some new subjects like i mean the next next we're going to talk about clubhouse we have to start just i don't want to talk about clubhouse about. no of course you are don't. you are I you on clubhouse I, are you going on clubhouse no, I'm. I, first of all, I'm an Android. Okay. Oh, they don't have an Android no, app. No they don't Clubhouse have an Android app. No, no, no pixels on Clubhouse. Uh, but second of all, like I'm raising the kids, I'm running the company. Please, God, just I, let me let me only screw two things up before I screw up the rest of my life on Clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I the thing with a, 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 a app like Clubhouse is you have to have a lot of free time to be able to listen to other people talk. And I just... I always think that. Who has the you time got very, to be tuning uh, in California does. I'll say what happens to me is it's like it's 8.30. Zelda has gone to sleep. I've been on these calls all day, podcasts, Zoom calls, work calls, whatever, talking yeah. and talking and talking. And I just think, okay, my busy day, my wall-to-wall -wall day of activity, of work activity is over now. Let me switch gears to what? To a fucking call with people, with strangers who I have to perform for? I'm not saying it doesn't have use, but I don't know. I know. It's very hard. No, I, know. I know. I'm just, I'm not there right now at this stage of my life. But you know what? Maybe if I was a younger, yes. much cooler, yes. more interesting human being, yes. I'd be like, let me and also you know you and I have audiences. We do. We get to we go on podcasts right. and talk about our big thoughts big, and then people big, yell at us. Big. It is it is we're absolutely something we do. And I think this is a platform that lets you do some of that. And I mean, you should know, we do it? We should do it. Oh, you and I we just only Dipper's content too. We should. Absolutely. We should. <laughs> I'll find an old iPhone. We'll make it work. We should just really. Get a space going on Clubhouse, the two of us. I guess We're I can't dial you in, huh? I guess I couldn't put you. Couldn't I put you on like? Couldn't I just 
bring you on a call? <laughs> what would, what? You probably have to invite me. Yeah. I mean, I have an iPad. I, I'm sure it works. Yeah, you could. Work I don't know. You could. You could. I don't know. I. I really. Let's don't not. Know. Let's just. You know what? Let's not do that. Let's, <sighs> let's like cultivate a, now the more a real I, friendship the more we, between individuals. The more we think about it, the more. But but at, but to your point, why is there a friendship? Can a friendship exist that doesn't produce content? These days, not anymore. Should it? Would you uh, want one? Should it? Like, like, I, not even. No, not even. Like hooking up now is really still content based because then you have to, you know, you have to tweet about it passive aggressively when somebody says the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It all. It, it's all content, and it's all kind of commoditized. Like just, you know, just the states of the relationship. Like, looks like she's into you, or wow, never saw a man get destroyed like that before. <laughs> like, it, it's you, yeah. It, it, yeah. No, I. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it is. There is something like I don't want to be. I. So I. We were talking about this before, but like how I've gone like full circle from being like, oh my god, the internet is everything to we must destroy the internet. The only way to save humanity is to blow up the undersea cables that connect us on the internet, and we will be able to survive. Um, but there is. Doesn't it feel like there is something that we have to, that's going to, there's going to be a shift? I mean, you say we have to talk, find other things to talk about. Isn't the next thing, this shift, isn't there going to be a shift? Isn't Gen Z going to figure it out that well, all, see, that I, all yeah. of this is, all of this is, is bullshit? No, I think, look, I think this is their existence and they just find utility in it, right? Like, I That's mean, what I was going to say. I don't think they think, they think it's like an identity the way that millennials were like. I'm a, like it's like a religious experience. Well, what, it, yeah, what, no, what, but what Gen Z is not digital. It just happens to be the background radiation of their lives. They'll be like, "Oh, cool! I'll use Airtable to organize my art happenings." Like that's they don't care. Yeah, like, yeah. I think care. millennials were like, "I have to grow these numbers. It's important that my cloud score." You know, like fucking psychotic about right. it. But Gen Z people just seem to be like, "I posted troll content to my hundred thousand follower Instagram, which I'm deleting today." Like, they don't really – it's like it comes, it goes, it's whatever it is. Yeah, you know, it's all – they maybe they just haven't entered the, the self-commoditization self stage of life, which seems to happen usually like right after college. It's part of adolescence mm. now. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. This is a big subject, right? Like, I, but I, I don't think they care. I think they're like – it's all tools. It was always there. They don't know that base camp – didn't exist one day. They don't think that email had to Wait, Basecamp doesn't exist anymore? No, it does exist. Okay. They didn't know that it never did. Oh, that it didn't exist. And they'll be like, yeah, oh, to cool. them, Google Maps is like something that came across, came around at the birth of the universe. Like, they yeah. don't... I was like 11 before I realized that there hadn't always been TV at any fundamental level. Like, I knew it had been, you know, created and that it was an invention and maybe my dad didn't have it growing up. But, like, it just, you know... How do you process that? You can't. I can't imagine a world without television. Well, it's sort of like the telephone, I guess, in that regard. I never. I mean, I guess there was some awareness that telephones didn't always exist. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I think it makes perfect sense, and I completely agree with it. That like all the things that we think are special and new and exciting, and oh my god, this you know brave new world of communication is just like a thing. Nothing was more profoundly tr transformative than, like, well, first, electricity, and then second, like, farmers could call each other instead of strapping up a mule or whatever you do with mules. I don't know, you strap it up. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't think mule. you strap up a mule. I think you. Uh, no. 
I think you. I don't know what you. Just let's get strap out of there. That's a bad word. Yeah, in the yeah. I feel like if you're strapping a mule, you're breaking don't, some kind of I don't law. Think you don't understand how? I don't think you understand how they how mules work. I think. Yeah, you, no, it's girdle. Pack, you girdle you pack up a pack a mule. A pack mule is a Gir- thing. You girdle your mule and go to the old mail hut. That's that's what they used to do, and now they have a telephone that Mr. Alexander Graham Bell personally installed. I love the telephone. You can t- yeah, that's you can talk to anybody. But when you were younger, well, did you it's... think that the telephone was a world that existed pre-telephone? I mean, no, but it's something you don't think about. Like I, I remember when I was a teenager being like, "Wait, mom, without the internet, how did you look stuff up?" And my mom was like, "I don't know. You called the librarian, and if yeah. they didn't know, you just didn't know." That's right. It was okay not to know things, um, which was hard for men, but we got through it. (laughs) By going the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, no. Not even possible. I still remember, too, like, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need (laughs) assistance, hang up and then dial your operator. I mean, (laughs) I mean. Like this. Yeah. But the, the, the question is, like. Yeah, well, I don't know what the question is, honestly, at this point. I think they... Look, my I brother go, called his friend. My shrink is calling me oh my and God. just talking to you. It's costing me a dollar an hour. good? Or a dollar a minute. Is that real? Yeah, okay, look. All right, we should wrap up. Paul, we've gone... I don't even know what we've talked about today. If we had a conversation at all, it's news to me. Um, but I think we did. You can call me anytime. I can jump No, listen. Part. You have to come back. You've got to do it sooner than however long it's been, which is like seriously maybe several years. years. It's way years, too long. Years, yeah. uh, we love having you. We love talking to God, you. You've been recording this podcast the whole time? And I mean, I've been listening. Obviously, I started week, recording tomorrow when I still worked at Bloomberg. I remember. So think about that shit. Guests. Yeah, yeah. This was, tomorrow was my, was my first, the first inkling that anybody should have had that I was not going to stay at Bloomberg. Wow. The whole industry. <laughs> Uh, got in trouble while this happened. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you did it, Josh. You did. You're welcome. You rode the wave. You're welcome. I also, I think I'm partially responsible for the spread of coronavirus. I can't be sure, but. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Well, Dippers is, my God. Oh, uh, let's not anything, get into that. The case, the case is pending. That spreads coronavirus. Pending litigation. Indoor dining in a dip-based environment. Well, the dip sharing, the dip sharing program we had seems like it was ill thought out now the, when I look back on it that you would trade dips across tables between tables yeah, yeah and the valentine's day promotion in 2020 yeah. which was like kiss the yeah, dip. yeah that was a mistake too we made some yeah. health some kiss, of the health kiss the dip. some of the ideas okay. we had about how you know illness travels i think we were just not thinking straight at yeah the, the spit on the nugs campaign yeah. was a bad one that was that was a bad one. That was All right. Yeah. All right. I, I need to All right. Go. Get out of here. We'll talk to you <laughs> soon. Thank you, Paul. Love you. Love your show. Love you, man. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, I miss Paul. Paul is so great, and I can't believe it's been so long since we've talked to him, and I can't explain that except um, – I mean, I guess I'm going to blame the pandemic, maybe? We didn't interview people for a while when things got real dark. So I think that that counts. I feel like I'm just going to blame the pandemic right now. And uh, that is kind of get out of jail free for almost anything that's happened in our lives. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been a crazy. I, it's, it is hard to believe that it's been so long. Um, it's been a year since my wedding. That's crazy. And I have, we have never done any like we just at home working all the time we've never like done anything and it's just it's very strange because it's a you know that's an important time in your life it's also like you know i didn't imagine it would go by so quickly but we've just been sitting at home cutting each other's hair occasionally yeah i mean that's that seems nuts that seems nuts that it's been that long 
you know, yeah. like uh, it's hard. I had no glimmer. I remember the day that I left to get I left for the weekend that I was getting married. We had had drinks after work and I was saying goodbye to everybody. And you I remember you were like, you sure you want to do this? I said, yeah. And then you were like, Godspeed. And I left. And I remember thinking, like, when I come back, I'm going to be married. And nothing in my life at that point led me to believe that any of this stuff was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the Trump being president, I was like, well, I'm confident I'll be able to go outdoors for the next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it ends up not true. It definitely, things definitely did not take the turn that we thought they would, I think. Nothing went the way anybody thought it would, you know? Mm -hmm. Am I crazy for saying that? No, I think that's uh, about right. I mean, I feel like the world that we thought we were going to have has just been completely taken off course. And we've unless you're Bill Gates, in which case it's on course because you can get you can finally get the five G chip and everybody and um, use them as a tower for better five G coverage, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I assume people think he's doing or whatever. I don't. Really but know. if that worked, I would be low key down for that. <laughs> you're like, wow. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, microchip full bars. microchip, but the connection is incredible, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should we wrap up? Should we talk about nice things? Well, since we're on a very yeah, not nice, nice topic, things. a topic that's a huge downer. Um, let's go to nice. Let's things. go to nice things. I'm ready. Let's talk about it. Okay. I have been playing. It came out a few weeks ago, but I finally like got around to it because I'd played this previously. Um, uh, Super Mario 3D World is out for the Switch, um, and it was on Wii U, and it was a great game there, um, and it's a great game here. It's wonderful. But I want to talk about the little extra bonus that they gave everybody who purchased that, which was um, kind of like a half a game, a fourth of a game called Bowser's Fury, which is so delightful. And it is basically the future, in my mind, of Mario. It's like the Breath of the Wild was to Zelda is what this is to Mario, which is... It's a different, it's a different game? It's, a, it's in the same game, but it's a different game. You know what I mean? Like they're packaged together. Hmm. Um, okay. Like you're you when it. you load up Super Mario 3D World, you can hit the little like right button and it'll take you to another start button, which is for a different game, and then you go into that game. And if you don't, then you just go into 3D World. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see. Okay. And so Bowser's Fury, it's sort of like Breath of the Wild in that like there's no overworld or like there's no loading levels. It's just you want to go over there, go over there. You want to solve that puzzle, you want to go to that world, do that. And you can just sort of start with the hardest Mario level of like three, you know, 3D Mario. Um, and if you don't want to do that, you go to the other one. And and it's definitely bare bones. Like it's definitely a concept that they were like, it's a test for them. Um, Cause you know, obviously they did what they did with Wind Waker, which was like, they put it on water because then you don't have to think too much about what's happening in between the different like level spaces. It's just, you know, they're islands. It's a very easy, you know, to take something from right, levels to right. islands is easier than taking it to like one unified landmass. Um, but they're getting there and 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 it felt it's just delightful and it felt new and fresh the way the Breath of the Wild felt new and fresh. And it's very exciting because for a, a, a such a saturated IP, just like someone took that one idea of like what if this platformer was super weird but very tight controls and they took it in every direction we could possibly come up with like there i can't imagine there would be new ideas and then there are and um and it does meaningfully change the game and it and it's delightful and 
Um, it renews my hope that like, you know, that things aren't getting too stale. Cause sometimes I look around and I just, everything feels cyclical. I see these kids wearing baggy jeans again and I'm like, okay. Hey, really? The baggy jeans are the thing that's the tip off for you. I mean, I look at that and I'm like, but we determined that those look bad and they feel bad on us and they break easily and they get dirty. Why are we doing this? Yeah. To you, to you, an old person, you know how long science worked on the skinny jean and now you're just going to throw it out. But to youngsters, uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, that's cool. That's cool. And that's hip. I guess. And they like it. Well, when you catch me in my you ultra know? low rise belly hugging jeans and my, um, you know, my, my Zubies top and my colored sunglasses, you tell me that I've gone too far. Well, I'm looking forward to being able to tell you that you've gone too far. Anyway, to my nice things is Bowser's Fury. I... It's a great, fun, good time. <laughs> It's not your nice thing. Seems it went dark. That's though. how we're like, living. You know what I hate is baggy, <laughs> baggy jeans. Also, I'm getting vaccinated this weekend, and I'm fucking stoked about that because everybody who has pre-existing conditions like comorbidities in New York, I, I have like three or four friends that have immuno, they're immunosuppressed, and so they haven't seen anyone. It's not like they can be like, oh, I'm just going to a barbecue, and you know, I'm just going to see my pod of people. Like they really can't chance it. And my friend and I are both getting vaccinated, and she sent me an email for a proposed time to come over and record her podcast. And I was like, holy shit, we can do this in person. Like, that's – it's yeah. de- it's delightful. Well, you're supposed to wait. Aren't you supposed to wait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both period. waiting the, like, um, the month or whatever. Uh, but then you are not. You can't just freely do whatever. You have to wear a mask and still – Right. You still have to take But if you're both vaccinated, lessons... you can give each other a hug and sit on the couch, you know? Yes. I mean, the – it it – I mean, the vaccination is going to greatly lessen, you know, things that you would be concerned about. Not that you don't take precautions, but I uh, I mean, I'm very excited about I hope that I can get a vaccine soon. Obviously, I don't want to cut in any lines. I'm waiting, you know, to whenever my doctor says it's cool for me to do it. But I'm excited about doing it. I want to do it. The thing about the vaccine that is like is very true is. uh it really is only going to work once everybody has it like a lot or a lot of people have it. I mean, it's good for more people to get it because that's how we arrive at that, but it's not like the vaccine. I mean, I guess it's the thing that's like the hard reality of we're used to vaccines for things like the flu vaccine where, which also, by the way, the vaccine seems to be less effective for things like the, the new, the coronavirus vaccine is much more effective than flu vaccines, for instance. But we're used to a world where kind of everybody gets the flu vaccine and also the flu doesn't kill you when you get it for the most part. and It doesn't kill most people. And we like have lived with it for a long time. But this is like, we're starting from scratch. Nobody has any vaccinations. Nobody has any immunity to it. And now we're going from day one and we're trying to get to vaccinated, the vaccinated state, you know? And that I think Listen, It's is... a big lift. It's going to take a long time. But my grandma's vaccinated. My my entire family except me is vaccinated. I will soon be vaccinated, which means that we can road trip, presumably, to my grandma and see her and spend time with her at the very last years of her life. And that is such a gift that we haven't had and something that we took for granted because we didn't go visit her enough when we had the option. Um, so that, you know, things getting a little bit better is so much better than them staying the same or waiting for some magic wand to come, which it isn't coming. So if I can just do iterative little steps towards some normal stuff, then that's great. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I, 
I agree. Um, I guess I should talk about my nice thing. Sure. Um, so my nice thing is, uh, you know, I I I got I got pinged the other day by uh, someone who was compiling from a record label who was compiling like a playlist of old techno uh, songs like trance records and they're like oh hey I didn't realize you used to make trance music do you have any suggestions and I started pouring through like 90s trance stuff that I DJ'd and or 90s and maybe some a few early 2000s things and like you know I was making all these suggestions and I was like listening to it and I was like just thinking some of this music is really cool and weird and like it, it, to, it I haven't listened to that kind of music in so long. You know, I used to DJ, but that was like another lifetime. And I used to produce. That was another lifetime. And um, and it was just like it's been so interesting to go back and listen to that stuff with new ears. And I think like I do think there's like we're maybe getting to a point now where everybody is all the people who like lived through that are now old enough that they're nostalgic about it. I wasn't really feeling particularly nostalgic about it, but it um it made me kind of plumb the depths of nostalgia that I might have otherwise like not done. And I have to say, like, it was very, uh, it's been very satisfying to revisit it and to listen to it and to think about, you know, what it is, um, and what it, what it, what it sounds like and how the music worked with a new kind of new set of, of ears. And so I've just been enjoying that and, and, uh, and maybe once this playlist is made by this uh, by this uh, record label, I'll share it with the world. I'll, I'll tweet about it or something. But, yeah, it's just been a fun thing I'm doing, and it cost me zero money, although I did end up buying a record because of it. Um, and uh, that does happen every once in a while. But, you know, it's, like, free to do and highly enjoyable, and no one gets hurt. That you know of. I hope no one's getting hurt. Oh, one thing I found, though, that's really interesting, and I think this is, like, an un very unaddressed reality which is like a ton of stuff records that i know that are like these records are so awesome you can't find them on spotify you can't find them on apple music you can really only find versions of them on youtube and they're usually pretty low quality and like there's a whole sea of music just a entire lifetime of music that is not on, available on the internet in any this is why i'm form. so crazy about and, emulators and and fpga and retro stuff because i, I realized like this is the thing that it's disappearing and it's important that we keep things like this from disappearing. These art forms, this stuff, like the digital jump was super great and now things will live forever in the cloud. But there's stuff yeah. in the margins of the last era that isn't getting preserved and no one's thinking to do it. And nobody ever thinks to preserve culture or preserve artifacts or preserve art um, because we take for granted that it's like right there. You know, you're like, I don't, why do I need to get these 18 songs on Spotify? Why does yeah. Aaliyah need to be on Spotify? And it's like, oh, but because without putting it there, most people, it will never enter the minds of most people now. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, so it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it, it there, there's work to be done there, and I, I'd be interested to know what the plan is for that work. I feel like, like a Google is... Books like project. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was reminded that um, this – I've probably talked about it before, but this artist, Corey Archangel, d took part of my collection of old trance records, and he turned it into an installation where he cataloged every one of the records and made, like, a listening station where you can listen to all of them, and, like, each one is, like, painstakingly photographed and cataloged. I mean, it's a really crazy thing. But, like – that there should be some digital version of that for all of this stuff. And it doesn't really exist. And obviously there's like a huge question about 
the copyright and the and we the need to legally stuff, figure out we have to figure out loopholes for like preserving stuff with copyright you know what i mean like it's it's yeah it's absurd that you... like a video game from a company that was sold and broken down for parts and then the ip was sold over here but the rights to the actual single game are at a different company and that company is part of, is part of a chinese conglomerate and they're fight thereby governed by international and it's like but can i just have the rom for this arcade game like i'm not asking you to solve the issues of capitalism and globalism. I just want the ROM. Like, it, why is that not legal? Yeah. I would like to pay for it. Yeah, I'll pay for exactly. it. Like, there has, we have to figure something out. And I think the answer is definitely blockchain. <laughs> just kidding. We haven't figured. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, it might end up being a part of it, but we certainly haven't figured out um, digital archival. Like, for lots of different things, there's not really a good system of archiving that exists YouTube right now. YouTube is a and deeply think, imperfect system. I see a lot of people be like, everything's on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is very imperfect and way too uh, beholden to a corporate sort of structure that isn't aligned with archival. Yeah, they're aligned with uh, compression and advertising. Yeah, exactly. All okay. right, let's wrap up. It's been a long one. It's been a crazy day. Um, I got to go. A lot of work to do. Got to Got to do some dippers contracts. You know how it is. Bye. All right. Bye. our show for this week we'll be back next week with more tomorrow and as always i wish you and your family the very best though i've just been informed that your family has been whipping the dip well into the pandemic so all bets are off